taking the time to allow ourselves to actually think about what we want is very hard for most people. In order to change your outcome, you have to change your, the way you think and see the world. Do you often wonder whether there's more to life than your nine to five job? Do you dream about having a life that has no boundaries, where you can decide what to do and where to do it? And does the thought of how to get that life maybe overwhelm you just a little bit? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I uncover how to get that freedom and live a life that needs no retirement plan. I'll be scouring the internet and chatting with people from all walks of life who are out there living life to the max instead of punching a time card. I'm Jackie Doucette, and this is Beyond Retirement. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, I'm really excited to have Nicole Kernahan with me. I think she's going to have some wonderful information for us. So Nicole has a quite an interesting history. After an episode of multiple sclerosis in 2003, which paralyzed one side of her body, she decided to make a transformation and leave a, lead a healthy, vibrant life. She began an in-depth study into lifestyle and mindset to manage her personal symptoms. She fully recovered within two months, and she's effectively managed her MS naturally for the last 16 years, which is absolutely fantastic, I think. She graduated from Wilfrid Laurier University with an honors bachelor of business degree. She worked for 10 years at a large Canadian corporation doing the regular nine to five uh, business in strategy, merchandising, and business consulting. She left the corporate world in 2013, and she opened a health food franchise, which she operated for three years. She's always had a passion to coach others to improve their, their results and their life. From the franchise, she moved on to study personal development under a couple of the very best teachers in the world. She's now a positive psychologist, a certified life and business coach, a speaker, and an author. And she's empowering individuals and businesses to use the power of the mind to achieve real improvement and personal results. Nicole, thanks for joining me today. I'm so happy to have you here. Yes, I'm very excited to talk to you today. Thanks so much, Jackie. <laughs> wow, that's uh, quite a life. You've had a, had a lot of things going on in your life so far. Yes, when you put it all together like that, <laughs> it does sound like an interesting journey for sure. It has been. So mm-hmm. let's, let's do a little bit of your history first. You, uh, you had this episode of uh, MS. Um, obviously, that was quite a shock to you. Mm-hmm. Did you want to treat it naturally right from the start or did you think, you know, well, I'll do what the doctors say, I'll treat it with, with drugs the way that they throw it at everybody or what was your, what was your mindset behind that? Yeah, that's a really good question. It's really interesting to talk to you about this because I know you don't, you don't know me enough to know any, any of my, uh, you know, what, what the way I used to think or the way I even today. So it's really interesting to be able to answer that. Um, I would say when it first happened and I, I didn't, I, I, I naturally, dis- I, sorry, I intuitively wanted to go down the natural route, but I had not previously been like a natural health person, if that makes sense. So I, I, I didn't have any aversion to medical or any particular preference towards natural. I just I had not been in a circumstance previously where I had to make that decision per se. And when I was faced with it, it's just like I impulsively, intuitively knew I want to go down that path. And it was really interesting to look back on it because it wasn't even a decision. It was an instinct. <laughs> um, yeah. And I was not 
my, my parents weren't necessarily one way or another. If anything, they wanted me to, you know, consider at least what the doctors suggested from that side. So I did really go, decide to go down that natural uh, route. But um, yeah, it was kind of just by intuition at the time, I guess I would say. Wow, that's a, that's amazing. And I, well, I'm thrilled that it works so well for you with the, with my uh, background. I'm, you don't know me either. I'm a, I'm a pharmacist. <laughs> so my first instinct is not going to be take the natural course. Mm-hmm. But Absolutely. No, that's wonderful. I will so, say one of the um, solutions for treating MS at the time, now there are pills you can take, but at the time it was an injection. I had to give, yes. had to give myself an injection. So it was a deeper decision for me than just take this pill. Like, if, you know, that might have been, I don't know what I would have done. I'm not sure in that scenario. It would have been a little easier to just say, okay, I'll just take the pill. But it was like, you have to give yourself a needle. <laughs> like, wait a minute, I need to, is there another way? So I do think that, um, like, that definitely played a part in my mental processing and in my decision making. Of course. Yeah. But, uh, but I don't know. It, yeah, it worked out. It worked out. I, 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 I don't know. We can talk a little bit about that mindset piece at some point too, but I had this like high level of belief. So I, I felt, I didn't feel stressed or worried or fearful. Right. I went into yeah. it with this peace and confidence and I learned about, I understand it now since I studied positive psychology, but back then I didn't know what was happening. I just was, people thought I was being naive and I'm like, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. And that's <laughs> very interesting. Yes. And that's, I think that's a, that's a good way to kind of segue into things. You're talking about it, it being a mindset uh, part of it, or there being a mindset part of it. You, you do a lot of uh, coaching with around mindset and with, uh, well, as a positive psychologist, obviously to help people look at their life a little bit differently and, and find the right path how did you get involved in that? Mm-hmm. Well, um, let's just say <laughs> I was trying a lot of things prior to that. I was trying a lot of things in my business and with um, not just my business side, like I was trying to get my business to work, but I was also trying to, my business was helping clients in their health at the time because right. I had a health food store. So I was both trying to help my business, figure out my business. And I was trying to help figure out how to help people, clients. And particularly the biggest thing I found was getting them to be consistent with their health. So they would come to the, my store and they would come and we'd give recommendations on nutrition and information and health supplements. And then, you know, a few weeks later, they'd say life happened and I was, I was too busy and I, I forgot to take my pills or I've I didn't have enough money to get the healthy foods or I, I can't go to the gym because of my life. And so there's all these reasons that were valid, but I was like, how can I help them? How can I help them overcome these mental obstacles? But they're not even just mental. They're physical, real barriers. They're really busy. They have these real life situations and I could hear them, but I knew there was a way to overcome it. I just didn't know how because I had not touched into the psychology world yet at that point. And um, so it was kind of those two things. It was I was struggling in some areas of my business and I couldn't figure it out. Like I thought I should be able to figure it out based on my background and my resume. <laughs> and I thought my clients, I should be able to help them as well. And yet they seem to be stuck. And then I actually stumbled into a podcast, by the way, I didn't even tell you that. I stumbled into a podcast. His name's Sean Croxton. He used to do a health podcast and he has transitioned over the years into more of a holistic mind 
as well, like health and mind. And at the beginning of this new health podcast, it was about women's hormones or something relevant to my audience at the time, my clients at the time. And uh, he said, before we get into this nutrition talk, I brought in my friend, Bob Proctor, and he's going to talk to you a little bit about the mind and about this event that he's having. And, and that was my accidental stumbling into, because I was not looking for solutions in positive psychology or any psychology. I, didn't, I, I wasn't aware of that, but I stumbled into it and it was like a light bulb went off. And from literally from that moment on, I started researching, I started studying, I took, got two certifications, <laughs> but that's how simple it was. One little podcast by accident wow. <laughs> stumbled into this new, whole new world that totally changed my life and wow. my client's lives and, and really cool, really interesting. Rocked your whole world. <laughs> yes. It only takes one moment <laughs> to make and, a big change. And Bob Proctor can, can really do that. He's an yes. amazing yeah. fellow. <laughs> yes, yes. I actually, he lives really close to me. He only lives about 20 minutes away in Toronto here, which wow. is quite interesting. <laughs> but yes, he's, he's uh, for those who don't know, if anyone's listening who is not familiar with him, he's about 85, I think he just turned 85. Um, but he's one of the world's rec most well-recognized in positive psychology, in teaching people how to transform their results through changing their thoughts and their way of thinking. So he's this mind, uh, mind expert, and he definitely gives you kind of a punch in the gut. <laughs> That's his, his way of teaching is like, shake it out of you. <laughs> Wake up. So that's what I felt. And I'm really grateful for that moment because it, it led me down a whole different path in my life. Oh, that's fabulous. <laughs> and obviously so exciting for you. The enthusiasm that you show for it is, is incredible. <laughs> yes, a little much sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> So Nicole, on, on this show, what I try to do is share with the listeners ways that they can move past whatever barrier they might be, might be in towards realizing that there's a whole big world out there that, you know, life doesn't have to end at the end of your nine to five job. You don't have to go sit on the sofa and watch TV for the rest of your life. There are so many other things. And I know that when people finish their jobs, there's still goals that they're looking for. There's still things that they want to do, but some of them don't have any idea how to go about finding those goals or achieving those goals. I was wondering if you can share a little bit about what you would suggest to people who are looking to achieve goals that they haven't been able to reach. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's such a good question. And I could talk for three hours about it. So I'll narrow it down into my, <laughs> the, the top few tips, the concepts that are coming to mind. Um, right off the bat. Um, but one of the first things I, so there's two things, there's two things that I, I like to say that you need to know in order to get to where you want to go in that, in that, in any area of life, right? Not just in going beyond the nine to five, but in any goals in health and in, in career and in options for now, we'll obviously we'll use examples of, you know, having an, an online business or having something that you can take with you after the nine to five outside of that field. So the two things that you need to know in order to get to where you want to go, the first one is you need to know where you're going. So that's kind of to your point, like a lot of times people don't know where they're going. They don't know what they want. They don't know, they don't have a clip. Most, I wouldn't even say some, to be honest, in most people, if I go ask on the street, nine out of 10 people do not know where exactly where they're going. They're, they have some general idea, like they'd have, they'd say something probably, most people would say something, but, but it's really, really common to not have a clearly defined 
target for where I'm going in my life. Um, like a vision, I might call it bigger than just the word goal, like a, a real vision, something I'm emotionally attached to. Uh, so that's the first thing you need to know where you're going. And I'm going to talk about that a bit based on the way you worded your question. <laughs> and then the second is you need to know why you are where you currently are and understanding why you're currently experiencing life the way you currently are, the good, the bad, the in-between and all that. Um, but really understanding where you are and where you're going. I like the analogy I've heard before. Um, I think it might've been John Maxwell, who's another leadership expert, but he says, I think it's him. If it's not, I might be quoting the wrong person. I think it's him who says, knowing where you are is like, and where you're going is basically like looking at a map and saying, looking at the, you are here spot. So you are here. So you know where you are. And then you know where you're going and here's where you're going. If you have a map and you don't know both of those things, you're not going to get there. If you don't know where you're going and you don't know where you are, you don't know where you're leaving from to get to where you're going, you need both of those two pieces of information. Otherwise, you're going to get lost. So that's the general thing. And then I can, um, if you have any thoughts or questions on what I just shared, um, otherwise I'll chat a little bit about each one of those two sides. Oh, go ahead. Let's, <laughs> let's continue. <laughs> For sure. Um, so on the, the where you're going piece, uh, I think one of the big things that most of us are programmed to do is to think logically about what I can do based on what I have done. So I pick a goal for what type of thing I can do because of I have this education and I have this background and I have this, uh, you know, life experience. And so we pick a goal very commonly. We pick a goal based on our memory. That's called a memory goal. We pick a memory goal. We pick uh, something based on our past experiences, based on our memory, based on what we've done before. So we think, so this kind of leads into the second type of goal, which is a logical goal. So the first one is really based on memory. The second type of goal is um, based on logic. And it's like, I haven't, I don't have a full memory of it. I don't, don't necessarily know, know exactly how to do it, but I can connect the dots. So I can use logic to say, well, when the kids go back to school or maybe they're a little older perhaps or whatever, or once I, when I get the money from here and when that happens and then I can take that course and then I make this clearly defined plan based on logic and say, yes, I can do that. So those are your first two types of goals. That might, those might be something you want to do and you might do those things, but they're not really going to motivate and drive you and inspire you and excite you the way the third type, which is an inspirational vision goal, a vision goal, like an inspirational goal. That's when you're picking something and say, forget all my past, forget all my logic for now. We'll bring that in later. <laughs> forget all that for now. And then say, what do I really want? What do I really, what do I want my days to look like? What do I want my uh, income to look like? Uh, what do I want my schedule to look like? Where do I want to travel? Like really taking the time to allow ourselves to actually think about what we want is very hard for most people. It's really, it's hard to allow ourselves to even dream. And I'm not suggesting that you're going to necessarily say, I want to be a billionaire and travel the world. Like you can write that down. But I'm going to bring in the second part of that is you have to also have some level of belief. <laughs> so if you pick something that you, you have to pick something you want and you, you don't know how to do it yet, but you have to build up enough belief in you, which is another process, but 
build up a, enough belief to be able to take action towards it. If it's so gigantic that you just have no belief about it, you're not going to move, take any action anyways. So it's like this idea of going after something that's inspirational that you really want and then building your level of belief to somewhere that's enough to take action. It doesn't have to be believe it hundred percent. If you believe it hundred percent, it probably means it's not big enough. It probably means you're basing it on your memory. Um, so that's kind of the one initial thing is to really allow ourselves to actually dream. And the other piece about this vision is actually taking it back a step and talking about what do I value? Like, what is my, because if I value free time and, and travel, and then I pick some kind of a business that's going to cause me to not be able to travel, like we're, you're going to be in a lot of conflict. You're going to be back and forth or, um, yeah, if you value spending a lot of time with family, but you have a career path that, or a business that you choose to kind of go down that requires you to work your business certain hours, which may not be the case with online, but if you're working, you know, hopefully this is making sense. There's, there's also not only this idea of dreaming about what you want, but also figuring out your values. Because if your values and your dreams don't align, then your values will win. At the end of the day, values actually always win. And, um, and that, so that's another piece that's really, really, really important when figuring out where we're going to say, what do I really want? What do I value? What am I good at? Like think about some of the strengths that I have and how can I play that into this little puzzle of dreaming to where, towards where I'm going. Yeah. So that's a little, <laughs> a little bit of a mouthful there. Wow. <laughs> that so <too> much? <laughs> the idea that values always win, that's interesting because that, does that, take into account then if you're if you've got your your vision goal um that's you know kind of out there and your belief isn't quite there yet is it maybe your values that hold you back what how do you get that belief if you, like I, I understand how your values might hold you back if if you want to do a lot of traveling but your family is staying in one place. You might not do that traveling because the family's more important. Mm -hmm. That's a great example of a desire and a value that might be in conflict. Yeah. Um, the belief piece is actually a little bit separate. So I would call the values and the beliefs. They both can hold you back, but they, okay. I would actually define them as separate things that we need to work through. Um, yeah. What so what can you have maybe maybe there isn't an easy answer to this what can you do to help build up your beliefs if your beliefs are are way too low for your dream mm -hmm. great question um i will say the first thing one of the ways to to build belief indirectly is to make sure that your dream does have some alignment with your values so even though i said that they're totally separate um if they're not in alignment you're Oh, it's going to be very difficult to ever build your belief because your value is going to keep pulling you back. So you do have to be aware that I have this value and I have this dream and then just make uh, plans to be able to achieve both. So I can travel for, you know, half the year and then spend be home half the year, like find a way that I can, that you can feel confident in. I'm still going to fulfill my value while also doing the dream rather than if you're not aware of it, then you don't even know you have that conflict and it's just something that happens inside of you that you that holds you back. So I do think first of all it is really important to know those those values so that it'll you can just write that off and that's not part one of the things that hold you back from building your belief. Um, the second thing that I would say I guess in terms of actually building your belief there's a few different tools to do that. 
Uh, one of them is actually practicing gratitude, which might kind of sound counter, not counterintuitive or might sound unrelated or you're like, huh, what? How does that build my belief? But I'll tell you. <laughs> um, practicing gratitude. So when I say practicing gratitude, I mean like writing down things you're grateful for, but also there's, a, there's three levels of gratitude. Like the next level to just writing them down is actually to pause and reflect and think about it. When you start to write down the things that you're grateful for in your life right now, all the things you do have and all the experience, like you're, you can be grateful for all the things about yourself. You can be grateful for the home that you have, the job that you do have, or the savings you have, the family you have, the support you have, the relationships, the sky, the sun. You can, you practice this every day from now on and forever. <laughs> but the more, the more you do that, and then you actually, actually have to ponder and pause and like feel grateful. So it's not just writing it because you can write it and move on, but feel it. When, when you feel grateful and you see all the abundance that you have around you, it builds your belief that good things do come to you, that you have a lot of good. You are capable. You've achieved a lot of things. You've overcome so many obstacles. And that is one incredible tool to build the belief of what's possible for your life and just feel great and amazing all the time. <laughs> when you're feeling good, you take better action. You're more likely to, to take a step into something that's scary because you feel good and you feel like you have support and you have, feel like you have good things in your life. So that's one tip. I don't know what your thoughts are on gratitude, or, but that's really an important one to me. I think I agree completely. <clears throat> I actually uh, tried that. Uh, well, I mean, I do it regularly, but a couple of years ago, I set, I decided that every day I was going to post on Facebook in the morning, something that I was grateful for, for the entire year. And you know, oh my not goodness. only did it, did it make me think so much about what I have, because I mean, you can start off with the simple things, you know, I'm grateful for my daughters or I'm grateful for my husband or, mm -hmm. but to find something different every single day, it, you really have to think about all the good things in your life. And there are so many people that, responded to me through that year and and said that you know they've changed the way they're doing things and you know i think it just kind of balloons out all the gratitude that that you feel just goes out to everyone mm -hmm. it's such oh a such goodness. a good way to build yourself up and to build up others the same at the same time mm -hmm. absolutely i love that idea that is such a great idea for a whole entire year Oh, I love it. And what's, what an incredible way to hold yourself accountable than by putting it out in the world. <laughs> You're yep. like, now people are expecting me to do this, so I can't just quit on them, even if you might have quit on yourself. I love the idea of group accountability, like putting something out there. Um, that, can work, that, that's, that can work on your belief a little bit as well because it's another way of you're now announcing it to others. So you're more likely to do things that scare you because you've, you've committed to someone else, not just to yourself. But yeah, I love the, like with, with gratitude, you can't, more good and new things can't enter your life until you're truly grateful for what you already have. So it is kind of a foundational requirement before um, going after a bigger vision that's something that you have never done before. So I would say everyone should just start there as a base. Um, and then one of the other tips for belief um, is also to, um, ref to, to use repetition. So repetition is one of the secrets, which I will talk a little bit more about, I think, when I talk a bit about like what, why you are where you currently are, because this ties exactly into it. But repetition of 
like saying the vision goal in the present tense. So say, and even your gratitude statements, like say that, say it out loud. I'm so happy and grateful um, that all these great things are currently in my life for real, like, like gratitude of the current. And then say, I'm so happy and grateful now that I'm, I have created this vision and then say your vision as if it already happened. Um, so repeatedly saying it every day, writing it every day, the power of repetition in the present tense starts to slowly build your belief as well. As long as it's something that you really want, because if I, if I, for me, if I kept saying, I'm so grateful now that I'm a famous golfer, like I don't have any desire to actually do that. I, I'm not emotionally attached <laughs> to that. I don't want that. It's going to be hard for me to build my belief. It probably still would work if I said it to myself every day. Eventually, I might, <laughs> I might believe it. But it's a lot easier to, to, to help build your belief when you're saying something that you actually care about that you want. Because it, it, um, the repetition of it keeps the vision on your mind. And then you're thinking about it all the time. You're seeing, you're, you start to see it more clearly. When you see it more clearly, you believe it a little bit more because when you see it, you can believe it even though you're seeing it in your mind. That would be probably the second if I gave a couple things, gratitude and then repetition of the vision in the present tense, like saying it as if you put yourself there, as if you're already there. Uh, and it has to be something you, you were really emotionally attached to, like you really want, not just a dream that's, that, you haven't, that you don't really care about that much. <laughs> so that's like a visualization for athletes. They, they see themselves, you know, sinking that basket or, or sticking a landing as a gymnast, you know, they just do it over and over and over until there's no way that they can do anything but do it. Totally. Athletes have the power of skill of visualization. Like if the rest of the world could pick up the skill that professional athletes have accepted as a normal way of doing things, like they've just accepted visualization as like it's part of our training. It's just a normal thing to do. But in the rest of the world, in business, it's not become a normal thing. But if we did that, we would all be professional athletes too, but professional entrepreneurs or professional in any other area. That skill is it's well known, it's well researched to work in that field and it is totally 100% applicable to other areas of our life. So, mm -hmm. absolutely. <laughs> wow. So this is, this is amazing. Um, so in order to get to your goal or to get to your end point, you have to know where you are, you have to know where you're going and you have to know basically how you're gonna get there, what you're going mm -hmm. to do to, to get there. Mm-hmm. So. so the did you want me to chat for a second about the where you are or yes definitely like understanding kind of where you are because that's actually the harder thing i would say even though i may have, as i described the vision it is difficult for people to pick a vision of something they really want and believe it and so that that process is important and most people haven't got that but knowing where you are is self-awareness <laughs> is actually one of the most difficult things because you don't see you can't see the frame when you're inside the frame you're in it. So you are a habitual person. We have 95%, about 95% of our way of being is automatic. It's habit. We're just on repeat. We do the same things. <laughs> we don't realize that it doesn't, our days might appear different, but we are habitually thinking or habitually acting. We do things on autopilot. So unless we can be aware of all these, this automatic habitual way of doing things and thinking and being, unless we can become aware of it and then change it, then we pretty much just repeat the same thing over. And most people know, like people tell themselves, like how many diets they've tried and like, oh, I just, I keep 
you know, going back or why do I keep doing the same thing over and over? Like we, we have these sayings that are based on truth because we are, we are habitual. We are unconscious beings. Unconscious means like not conscious. I'm not thinking about it. It just automatically happens. So just understanding that most of what we do is automatic in order to change, we have to like think differently. We actually have to step out of what, what Bob Proctor calls it. It's paradigm. I think Tony Robbins calls it a blueprint. Like it's, this is your habitual way of thinking and being in order to change your outcome. You have to change your, the way you think and see the world, which is tricky for most of us because we think we see the world <laughs> the way we see it, but it's just a program. Like we were programmed by our parents and our teachers and our, all of our life experiences that caused us to think that this is a normal way of being, but our, my normal might be different than your normal, maybe different than someone else's, but whatever our current normal is, is going to keep us exactly where we are. So we have to um, be willing to, to realize that and then step out and, and change our way of thinking, <laughs> essentially. So that, that's really true of the saying then, if you keep doing the thing you're doing, you're going to keep getting, you know, getting the thing you've got. It's nothing's going to yes. change unless you actually make an, a conscious effort to do something different. Yes, for sure. And I would say the most important thing to do different is to, to focus on thinking different. And gratitude is one of the best ways to start because not only is gratitude build your belief, it changes what you think about yourself and what you think about the world. All of a sudden now I'm like, oh, I do have all these amazing things. I used to think I didn't. Now I, now I realize that I do, especially like you did, Jackie, you spent a whole year reflecting on all these things. Um, and then the only thing I wanted to mention actually is that it's actually interesting. So you need to know where you are and you need to know where you're going. And you need to know that there is a process to changing how you think, but you don't actually have to know the exact business plan yet. And I don't know what other speakers you've had or other people or your own thoughts. So this might be counterintuitive and not everyone might totally agree with me, but if you can create an exact plan, then that means you're basing it on logical memory. You, so you, you do need to create a little bit of a plan, like take the, what are the first few steps I need to take? What is the beginning or what is some of the path? But it's like driving a car. You've heard maybe that analogy of driving at night and the headlights can only see so far. You need to see that far, <laughs> like see a little bit of the path and you need to have a vision of what the end destination is that you're going for. But you need to trust that the road's not going to just hit a dead end. Your fault, your GPS is going to take you there. <laughs> you don't, but you don't know that you don't make, you, you don't know all the steps because what happens is you take a few steps, you start moving in that direction. It's a little scary, but you have enough belief and you have enough gratitude, you have enough clarity in where you're going. And then someone enters your life and they weren't in your original plan because they couldn't be, because you couldn't see that far ahead yet. But someone enters your life and they're like, Oh, are you looking for a solution for someone to build your website? Oh, actually I do that. Oh, what a coincidence. I met you in the grocery store's lineup. Oh, I met someone else like that experience I had on a random podcast. I was listening to a nutrition podcast and I, all of a sudden I listen, hear something else. Um, and uh, so you, we, we will have the rest of the steps that a plan will uncover itself, but not feeling like we can't stop. The start is what stops most people. And the start is usually the scariest if you feel like you don't know the plan, but you have to start in order to see the plan, to create the plan. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's sort of this uh, interesting little scenario. But I think doing gratitude allows you to feel more confident taking the first step. 
because you start, you just feel like you better, you feel better about yourself. You feel better about your surroundings. You feel better about life. It does usually allow people to feel a bit more confident in taking that first step. Wow. That's a, I really like that, that analogy about the going in the darkness, you know, outside of your uh, headlights. I do that a lot. <clears throat> Spend a lot of time wondering <laughs> what's beyond those headlights. Yeah. It's scary. It's hard. Entrepreneurial it is. life is not, it is a very different mindset. It's a very different way of being. And when I've, I've done the nine to five and I, I, it's such a different place to be in entrepreneurial. You have to get, be comfortable being constantly uncomfortable. Like you're yeah. constantly in the unknown. You, you, you don't, you never have an exact, exact detailed clarity, even though you have, may have a plan, you might not have the exact details. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. And it's just like uh, flying an airplane. They're uh, off course most of the time and they're always just recorrecting based on, you know, the new information that they've got. You still get where you're going. So as long as you know where you are and know where you're going, just yes, take a step. Perfect analogy. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's wonderful. Well, I would love to sit and chat with you for another couple of hours. It's, uh, I find this stuff really, really interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, uh, I think probably my listeners would, uh, tune out after a while because they'll go (laughs) on to another podcast. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, This is a lot to take in even up to what we've talked about so far. So it is, there's so much to think of where Mm -hmm. can people find you if they want to hear more or get in touch with you? Mm -hmm, For sure. Um, yeah, I would say probably reach out to my, my website. It's Nicole Kernahan dot com. I'll spell that really quick. N-I-C-O-L-E-K-E-R-N-O-H-A-N.com. NicoleKernahan.com. Uh, and I'm actually starting a new uh, just open community. We'll, we'll be meeting once a week online. I do pretty much everything online. I'm totally online now, which is totally amazing because it does give a lot of flexibility. But um, yeah, I'm starting a new community. We'll be meeting about once a, once a month for about two hours. So if you go to NicoleKernahan.com backslash community, you can learn a little bit about that as well. And that's the way we can, we would be interacting as well. Just another option. Oh, fabulous. I'll put that in the show notes. Make sure it's all there for everybody. Mm, fabulous. And thank you very much for being with me today, Nicole. This has been really, really interesting. I've really enjoyed it. Yes, my pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. And that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please take a moment to go to iTunes and subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. While you're there, how about leaving a rating and a review? It only takes a minute, and it'll really help the show reach more listeners. And don't forget to share the show with someone you know who might get some benefit from it. See you next week.